And we are live. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fresh and Fit Podcast, man. Today's Money Monday. We got in a special episode with our Steve. boy Steve from accounting, our accountant, guys. We're going to give you guys some secrets as far as tax planning and starting your own business. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast. It is Monday, aka Money Monday, man. And uh, we're glad to be back, guys. Hope you guys are. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. So, um, quick announcements, okay? I know you guys probably want to know how was LA and everything. Fresh, you want to take them through how LA was real quick, all the people we met and everything? Man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, for networking, LA is pretty dope, but Miami is where it's at because, yo, to be there that long, bro, that many people is awesome, but Miami's home, man. Like, Miami is where it's at. Mm. But I love LA, though, that being said. Yeah, so we, we met, met a like, lot of people there, man. We met like uh, Aiden Ross, uh, Zias. We met um, Real Luis Mercado. We yep. met who else? Uh, a bunch of people. Yeah, obviously Mr. Organic, tall, tall guy. guy. We went and did the No Jumper interview. We did two interviews with them. The AD. one, the, the original one we did just got posted today, and then the live stream we did with AD and his squad. We met Trey Songs, Trey OC Songs. Genesis, yep. all those people, man. Yeah, met a lot of people out there, guys. LA is really definitely a, it's a whole other world out there, man. You know what I'm saying? So we're thinking about possibly making a studio out there. And, uh, you know, having a, a fresh fit West Coast version. Steve, let, me tell us about taxes, let, let me know, guys, if you <laughs> and we're going to talk taxes. about some of that with structuring with, with our boy, Steve. Um, so real quick, uh, patreon.com slash fresh fit guys, where we put all the behind the scenes content and we have a weekly Zoom call every week. We'll have that call this week. Obviously, we're in L.A. last week, so we couldn't do it, but we're going to do it this week, typically every Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, and we talk about everything, money, uh, girls, social media, everything else like that. Also, we're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, every single po- podcast platform you listen to. We are there. Check us out. Uh, the anchor link is below, and it'll take you to whatever uh, podcast platform you like to listen, it's including the smaller ones. Also, merch, guys, FreshFitPodcastStore.com. We're restocked, as you guys can see. I got a redone Punisher shirt, right? Uh, and then on the back, it has the uh, Sims to Pimps. Chris, can you hit like three or two? Yep, uh, I think it's three. I should nope. Uh, Chris, a little rusty, guys. Give us a second here. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's because oh you switched it. Okay, yeah, never mind yeah, that. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's 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 uh behind here, guys. Right, you if, can if see. you want to zoom in, sign up, you're gonna Yeah, it. well it, it, it's a normal logo is normal. Uh and then um and they got hoodies too, man. Yeah, and then we got in hoodies. LA, as well. We were cold as hell, put some hoodies on, we were fine. Yeah, so yeah. Um what else? Uh and then uh so the merch is there, and then uh also guys, uh Fresh's vlog channel. Chris, could, could you bring it up real quick, bro? So guys, we did a bunch of stuff in LA. If you want to see the recap. Live on YouTube, we vlog pretty much everything that we've been through, like going to the club, meeting uh, influencers, YouTubers, celebrities, rappers, everything like that is on the vlog channel. So check it out real quick. Sub to 50k on the way. And then, uh, guys, we're also live on Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash podcast. And then, Chris, you want to tell about your Twitch? Yeah, sure, fam. Um, guys, uh, follow me on Twitch on Aaron C. Poxon. Uh, I was streaming all week, uh, last week, and shout out to you guys for supporting. I hit affiliated last, last week. Uh, shout out to support for that. It's Don DeMarco for you guys for following me and donating. Um, and like that. So follow me, guys, on Twitch. I will be streaming more gameplay. Let's get it. All right. 
And uh, any uh, Instagram ideas, sorry, any ideas for the show, guys, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, and then I'll hit these super chats real quick, and then we're going to introduce our guest, man. Uh, this We got a good show planned for you guys tonight, man. Because uh, we've been getting this request quite a bit as far as um, starting up a business, LLC, S-Corp, tax planning, everything else like that. Uh, Chris, you got him? Yeah, show sure, one second. Hey, uh, shout out to new members, by the way. Oh, yeah. Shout out right. to new members. Christian, thank you so much for joining. Uh, we got Travel Big Shot. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Junior, Junior Bell, Bell su- a supporter. Thank you so much for joining. And then Rep the King Ace. Thank you so much. And, and Luch for joining. And then uh, the Savage. Savage. Thank Cook you so much, yes. man, for joining. And a shout out to our boy, uh, Travel Big Shot. That's ex- an executive level supporter. Thank you so much. And then Mr. Homer Canadian. And then we got Samir. Samir okay. Thank you guys so much, man. The Fresh Fit fam is growing every single day despite some haters uh, <laughs> okay so uh real quick here we got um all right we're refreshing guys and we're gonna read these chats off and then we'll get into the show and thank Let's you guys go. so much for bearing with us all right we got uh tla in the building we should do a live show fnf uh jameson james Corey game uh we got goose's land y'all made y'all rounds in la and did y'all thing welcome back thank you so much yep. Gooseland. goose i saw you in the comments defending us bro thank you so much man i goose. saw you like in out there like just like Smacking the haters around. Mo Rizzo, five bucks. Welcome back to the number one podcast. Ready for Money Mondays. Absolutely. Reginald Debra, should I use my credit cards to pay rent? If you can get away with it, do it. And, then, and you don't get hit with like a bad transaction fee. Ten bucks. Gotham NYC. Just started uh, reading Set for Life. Thanks for the recommend- recommendation. Any other good books? Also, guys, how hard was it to make your first 100K dollars? That will be answered to- today. So, uh, Steve, for the people that don't know you, man. Can you introduce yourself to the people? You're our accountant. We obviously trust you with our life to include our name, social security number, <laughs> penis size, and everything else. Can you? Uh oh. <laughs> can you tell the? That was a joke, by the way, guys. Um. Uh, anyway, can you tell the people who you are and what you do? Absolutely. I don't know if I would trust you. Uh, trust me with you, <laughs> but definitely you can uh, trust me with giving you the best advice yeah. for your uh, for your for your uh, tax savings and uh, staying within the legal limits and so forth. Um. Yeah, basically, uh, I know I've been on the show before. I think when you guys first started back in what February, I think. Yeah, it yeah, it was it was either late last year or early early this year. We were under 100k. Yeah, way under. Yeah, so I'm a CPA here. In, uh, I'm, I'm located in Florida on the West Coast, and uh, I mainly deal with small business clients, um, high net worth individuals, a lot of real estate investors, um, and uh, basically, I've been doing this for what going on 20 years now. Mm. And uh, I've got two practices, one in uh, Bradenton, one in uh, Sarasota. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Mm. I've, I've also been a business owner, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you tell people like what kind of businesses you had, had in the past? I had a medical, medical um, portable imaging uh, x-ray company um, for quite a while in the state of Florida. And then we sold it to a national, like a multi-state. They were like in all 50 states. So they bought us out back in 2012. And then I went back into uh, CPA, uh, started acquiring some practices. And... Um, Built my built my business up from that, and then I'm also a heavy investor in real estate too, as well. Mm, okay, okay, that's and that's awesome. And as you guys can see, and you've been doing this for a while. You're originally from New York, right? Yeah, I'm originally I was born in Manhattan, but I grew up in upstate New York, and I've been down in Florida for about what 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's a New Yorker, guys, by the way. Yeah, FYI. New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Steve from accounting in the house, man. Yes. Um, so Steve, for people that uh, I guess we could start with with running a like starting a business, right? We get one of the Top questions I get, which is why we brought Steve on for you guys, um, is how do I start a business? LLCs versus S-Corps. Uh, what is the best structure for me with my personal business? I mean, nowadays with uh, the, you know, the beer bug pandemic, uh, digital businesses have exploded, right? People have been having some kind of service-based online uh, business that it solves a problem. And you know, there's been a lot more online entrepreneurs in the growth in the past year. You know, uh, 
So what would you say for someone that wants to start a business, whether let's maybe we can to hit the digital side and then we can hit like someone that might want to open a restaurant and more on the physical side. How should, how should, how do they get started? Where do they begin? Um, typically, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to use you for an, as an example. Sure. So when we first started talking, you were structured as an LLC, mm-hmm. not knowing the tax implications of that. Mm-hmm. So basically when you, you talked to me, I said, I asked you, I said, an you- LLC guys, for you guys that don't know, we're going to make this very easy. Limited liability corporation. Limited liability liability company. Company, okay. Yeah, so. and that's from state to state. So okay. the state of Florida has their own state department where they, you basically create your corporation. You go online. A lot of people do it. You know, it's sunbiz.org. Mm-hmm. You get on there and you, you know, you can form your your business. So a lot of people, they that's where they start. Like I'm going to be a limited liability company. It's great. You know, that's that's all fine. But then there's a couple of forms that you have to file in order to be treated as a corporation, and the tax implications on, on that are huge. So one of them, when I talked to you, I said, the first thing, like the, the first benchmark basically is, you know, I asked if you're making your net is more than $50,000. Um, and net means year. what you guys actually take home, just so you guys yeah, know. So net. basically you got your income, you got your expenses, and then whatever you measure your net to be, your net income. If that's $50,000 or more, then you want to make sure that you are treated as a uh, as a S corporation. There's a couple of forms that you mm. got to fill out with the IRS. It's very simple to do. But I get this mistake all the time. A lot of clients coming in and they do their own corporation. They try to save money. They don't take it to an attorney. You know, maybe they save a couple hundred dollars and then they come to me and they're like, okay, well, there's a couple of forms that you got to fill out. Most attorneys don't know that. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they have to fill out. You know, there's like, oh, just take it to your tax guy and he'll, he'll figure it out for you. So nine times out of 10, I'll have that situation that we'll file those forms. And then that transforms everything. Basically, there's, there's, you're an S corporation. Mm-hmm. And then you have your your personal tax return, mm-hmm. 1040, right? So w- in your case, we made you an S corporation. Yep. So I was LLC at first, guys, as yeah. a fitness business in the beginning. So we'll just which, use simple numbers right mm-hmm. now. And this is not this is not your specific case, but let's say you know let's say your net was a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? And you didn't you file those forms, and you're not really treated as an S corporation or a corporation. So what happens is you file that on your regular 1040 income tax return. You pay. There's two types of taxes that people are not aware of. There's ordinary income tax. And then there's, well, there's, there's, um, there's actually three, excuse me. There's ordinary income tax, there's capital gains tax, and then there's the self-employment tax. So that's the one where we, that really comes into play for you. So uh, if you got a hundred thousand dollars, what's the third one? Ordinary capital gains. And there's, um, there's ordinary income tax. Mm-hmm. There's capital gains income tax, which are different rates. And mm-hmm. then there's the self-employment tax. Okay. Okay. So you got, you would have gotten hit that $100,000 would have been reported on a Schedule C of your 1040. We file it together. So you got a $100,000 profit. You're going to pay 15.3%. That's $15,300 mm-hmm. in self-employment tax. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay ordinary income tax. Mm-hmm. So whatever your tax bracket is, you're going to pay additional yep. to that. Which right? is what normal people that are W-2 that have a job, with, that's what they're getting right. hit with, right? Okay. Right. So by making you an S corporation, we put the $100,000 net income and report it on the S corporation. We take a portion of that because we have to, because Uncle Sam's going to be like, hey, listen, you're not going to get away with not paying any self-employment tax. Self-employment tax is basically FICA, which okay. is Social Security, Medicare, uh, okay. all of those, you know, the W-2. Okay, that they that. automatically take out of your paycheck yes. when you get your paycheck. Uh, right. Okay. So basically, you take that, we take a portion of that. So sometimes, you know, it's, it, it depends on the type of work that you're doing. We, we'll say, oh, we're going to take maybe, I don't know, 25%, 30%, 50%. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like see what's reasonable to take as far as to construe as a W-2 wage. Okay. Okay. On that, on that corporation. 
So we got a hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? We we construe fifty thousand dollars, maybe okay, as being W two wages subject to the self employment tax. So now that goes and it gets cut in half. So you're only paying seventy five hundred bucks. So you're saving just in that move alone. You're saving seven thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. Plus there's other there's a lot of other stuff too that we can, you know, have uh, with the S corporation. That's also going to a different department in the IRS where it's you know it's uh, different processing and examiners that look okay. at it. So, so let me I, summarize I it for that. the people real quick. I because I, I think I, and correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, so what 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 he's basically saying, guys, is the, the and that's right there is a game changer right there. Okay, <laughs> he basically said, hey. Instead of having an LLC, which most people do, I made yeah. that mistake too. So did Fresh, right? Yeah. Uh, we start our business off as an LLC. Everyone does this thinking, oh, yeah, I'm go- I got a business. So it's going to make me less liable. The reality is what you really want to do is you want to go with an S-Corp because if you go with an LLC, you get hit with three different taxes, essentially. There's an ordinary capital gains, and then there's a uh, self-employment tax. We're going with the S-Corp. You basically absolve yourself of the ordinary – was it the ordinary taxes? Yeah, no, no, you're still going to pay the ordinary income tax. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm getting to that point, but go okay. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. To summarize it. Cause I mean, it, I, I deal with this every so day. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, you know, I'm just like, and talking, I'm trying to break it down for the, everybody's going to understand me, but, but so you limit your, essentially you limit uh, your tax liability by going over to an S corp. In other words, uncle Sam can't scrutinize your hundred thousand right. that you've worked so hard for as hard. If you're an S corp versus exactly. being an LLC. So Uncle Sam is entitled to less of your money, guys, when you're an escort versus an LLC, and you might get taxed twice on the same income. But here's why, though. Here's why. Because they're, that schedule, like if you didn't do your S-corporation like you did yeah. for your company, you would report it all of that income and expenses, that business schedule, right? You would report it on your personal income tax return. That's called a Schedule C. Mm, okay? Okay. That schedule is the most audited schedule in the Internal Revenue Service. Okay. You guys, you heard that? So that like, that, <laughs> wow. like at okay. nine times out of ten, when you're gonna have an audit, okay, there's there's two things that happen. Typically, it's because a business screws up and they have employees and they forget to submit the or they don't have the money to submit the the payroll taxes. Mm. Okay, that's like the number one because those are trust fund recovery taxes. So typically, that's whenever somebody's getting audited, that'll be like the number one. And then the number two is they're putting their business activity on a Schedule C not on an S corp and they have a substantial loss that they're offsetting against their other sources of income. That's the other one. So that's schedule C. So that's by just doing the S corporation and forming a different, you know, you're, you're, you're basically a little fish in a huge ocean when you go to the corporate uh. filing um, you know, examiners, when they're looking, you know, they're selecting returns to be examined, you know, you're, you're up against, you know, big corporations, million dollar corporations, yeah. multi million dollar corporations, whatever. You may, you can make a million a year, right. and it's like well, they don't right. give a shit. This is nothing. Right. So, um, so that's you know that, that that's another thing too is because you're reducing the risk um of getting audited. So that's another great reason why you want to do the S corporation. It's funny because we're yeah. told as entrepreneurs <laughs> to get LLC. You go online and say get LLC. You got business, but like real talk, you might lose a lot. I mean, that's more from a liability standpoint, from an attorney standpoint. You know, getting sued and protecting your assets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but from a tax standpoint, I mean, because that's where it stops uh, with the attorneys. They're like, okay, yeah, you're you're limited liability, which is great. Um, but however, there's a couple of forms that you got to fill out, which we did in your case. Yeah. And and they and you know what it is is now the IRS is is they actually have a couple of uh, uh, revenue um, proclamation um, rev procs they can we call them where if you file it late, there's a certain amount of time where you get forgiveness for that. 
with being an escort yeah if you don't do the election within a certain amount of time yeah um a lot of people like come to me after the fact they've already had that as corporation you know for the better part of a year in, in excess they never file those forms which was the case and when we we just basically asked for forgiveness and then they they allowed you to do the mm. as corporation so that's a that's another little trick too um so with the escort so so the benefits that i'm getting more time to file okay less tax scrutiny because you're basically a small fish in a big pond. Uh, you uh, was the other thing. Um, you uh, you're you're hit with taxes less. They, they basically yeah, but you're basically in that case in your, in your scenario you're basically saving the self the self employment tax the FICA. Okay. You know, so just just on that alone, um, you know, the seven hundred in that 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 scenario that I was explaining is a seventy five hundred dollar. Um, Savings, savings, yeah, and you know, basically, like you know, imagine like you're making two hundred thousand, mm -hmm. you know, and you pay yourself a fifty thousand dollar wage. Uh -huh. Now that's even more substantial savings. Okay, because you're not paying the max uh, self employment tax on the on the wage. So, is there any real benefit then to going with an with an LLC versus an S corp? Is there any real um, protection? Yeah, because in your case, you know, you have a lot of substantial real estate and which is what we winded up doing, doing an LLC for each property. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you had your, you had a couple of attorneys on here that kind of gave you that advice too, that do all LLCs for all your properties. Yeah. They had mentioned, yeah. Like putting everyone yeah. under, under an LLC. Yeah. So that's typically, and that's, that's what I advise my clients to do to, mm -hmm. to all the little LLCs because um, basically each one has its own um, asset of that house. You know, and you have like tenants in there and there's, you know, I'm not going to give legal advice, but like if, you know, they want to sue you, um, you're separating all your your assets into to limited liability. So uh, real estate, companies. a real estate property would be a good example of uh, yeah. of a of a uh, right. LLC that would work out for you versus a business. Essentially, is probably not. You know, I think the main thrust of why they came up with the LLC is because a lot of like attorneys were practicing in multi partner firms where you see like twelve names. Yeah, um, and then you know, like, oh, I don't want you know, uh, I don't want Myron his case and his, his uh, client load or whatever. If somebody wants to sue him, I want that limited liability not to, if they sue him. I don't want it to come gotcha. to me. Okay. So it's limiting the liability just to you and your assets. And it doesn't affect me as a partner in that, in that firm. Now, if so I was, uh, yeah. would they still be protect, be protected under an S corp though in that firm? Well, most, um, hypothetically. Yeah. But I, you know, I mean, I suppose there's some, maybe some firms, some law firms as S corps. I can't imagine that it would be, but mostly for like a, just a regular business. It's just you, mm -hmm. right? You're not dealing with other partners. Oh. So just for your main business, I would say just be an S corp, but if you're okay. getting into properties and stuff, which would be another reason why you would want to be a limited liability, then I would say, okay, yeah, just, you know, be an LLC. That's the best form for that, that rental property that okay. you are going to be. So managing. the average person should be uh, literally, a escort until you get real if estate. You, if you're just like going to open up a restaurant or mm -hmm. something like that, you know, with no real estate attached to it or anything like that, then I would say, yeah, just be an escort. It's a great form of, you know, gotcha. Yeah, but if you're going to have like a a bunch of employees, a bunch of uh, other people that work for you, whatever yeah. it is, and you're not, uh, you're you not know what, a solo like, entrepreneur. Well, you know what? I, it's probably best to be an LLC because really, if, you, if you're an LLC, you could still enjoy the benefits of an escort and be treated as an escort. Okay. So you get the best of both worlds, I guess. Okay. So I would say, yeah, just, you know, for probably, a big business, probably LLC. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. Uh, let's hit, uh, I'll hit the super chats real quick. And Hey guys, thank you so much. There's 1200 guys in here, guys, please do us a quick favor. Like the video, get us back up hot on the algorithm so that you guys can get more content like this. Um, and also we will probably answer some questions at the end. 
So, because I know uh, you guys got a legit tax professional here. He's dealt, he does uh, uh, mine and Fresh's taxes. So yeah. this is definitely someone that you'd want to speak uh, with. We're almost at 396K too. Yeah. So. yeah, guys, get us at 396. Uh, where am I? Where are we at, Chris? Uh, one second. To sure. Uh, okay, there we go. We got Michael Me Stroke 5. Likes are free like breathing. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, please hit that like button. Uh, two bucks vibe with uh, Tay Reacts. What's good, gang? Glad y'all back. Much love. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Uh, Will Blackburn. Saw you guys on TimCast a couple months back. Love the advice that you guys uh, that you give to men when it comes to ownership of their lives. Absolutely, guys. And we're going to – here's the thing. We're not going to just tell you guys, hey, uh, get better, make more money, get in the gym, blah, 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 and not tell you how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going we're gonna, to – we tell you guys the, the what. We're also going to teach you the how now, and this is on the money side where if you and want to be an entrepreneur, etc. And then also, don't worry, guys, we're going to talk about running your business when you have a W-2 job as well. And we'll talk about how I was able to, because as you guys know, I had a W-2 job, and then I had the business at the same time, how we ran it, and then how we, we switched over. Yeah, this free show can save you a lot of money. Yeah, guys. A lot of money. So please pay attention. Timestamps will be on the show after as well. King Life, I have friends who have a couple LLCs and tried to separate the incomes between the businesses. Is it favorable to spread income out uh Chris, you- um you, you know we i was talking with i was talking with trey a little bit earlier about income shifting it doesn't work in that case because an llc basically you it's a it's a it's a flow through it's a conduit entity mm-hmm. conduit meaning it, the tax attributes flow through so depending on who the partners are of those llc's if they're different partners then you could actually basically you know income shift and spread the income over different taxpayers uh-huh. but if it's the same owners of the same llc's then it's all flowing through and they're going to pick it up on their personal anyway. So it doesn't really matter. That's, that's not a great strategy. Only if there's different partners that own, uh, let's say, you know, it's you two own one LLC and you and I own an LLC and that you could shift it effectively that way, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, like that's, that's not really an effective income shifting strategy okay. in my opinion. Okay. So, um, all right. And, and guys get your questions in now. We'll answer all of them at the end. Uh, and we'll, we'll go here. Uh, and with the general overview, and then I know a lot of questions are going to come in. We might answer your question, but yeah, just uh, stay tuned. And also, guys, get the notebooks out because this is very important stuff. So, okay, so just a quick recap because I saw the re- viewers exploded since I last looked back at the screen. So we're talking about S-Corps, guys, versus LLCs. So um, for someone that I guess is uh, – so the optimal situation for someone that has an S-Corp is I have my business. I pretty much run it myself, essentially, right? I'm like the president. I have 100% ownership. For that person – an S corp is probably the best move versus what everyone does, which is an LLC because of uh, the benefits of not necessarily being hit with multiple prongs of uh, tax liability, right? We talked about capital gains, self-employment tax and ordinary tax and ordinary tax is, you know, what normal people get hit when on their W2 job, regular tax rate. Yeah. And then that's a regular income tax. Self-employment tax is the tax that you get hit with like your, your Medicaid, whatever it may be. Social security. If you have a regular job, and then capital gains. Can you tell the people what capital gains taxes? Capital gains are basically um, when you sell uh, an asset or capital, uh, and you profit. have a gain on it for profit. Basically, yeah, you buy. Let's say you buy uh, you buy a house, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars, and you go and sell it for two hundred thousand. You got a hundred thousand dollar capital gain. Or if you sell crypto, we're talking yep, about crypto. crypto yeah, um, you know, you can get some substantial capital gains, I guess, if you you know cash out on, on some sort. What's the capital gains tax on crypto right now? Because I think this well, year was the first year they put it on on the tax return. Right? Well, that's that is uh, that's what's going on right now. It's like they, you know, the new administration they want to they want to get rid of the capital gains tax rates, which are more favorable. So you got the twenty percent, you got the fifteen percent, and then if it's less than a year, if you if you buy an asset and then you sell it before before twelve months. 
are through. That's a short-term gain. So that is automatically taxed as the ordinary rates, which are higher. Mm. But if you keep it for over a year, then there's the long-term rates. And depending on what your income is, you know, your, your, it's called your adjusted gross income, mm-hmm. then you will pay either at a 15% tax rate or a 20% tax rate, which is better than, you know, you're going to pay on the ordinary tax rate in most cases. So the rule of thumb is if you buy an asset, hold it for at least a year yeah. before you sell it, general, whether it's a home, cryptocurrency, whatever yeah. it is, to not get destroyed on the capital gains tax. Correct. Okay. So that's, that's, a good I mean, that's what right the there. administration wants to get rid of the capital gains tax rate structure because they want everything to be taxed at ordinary income tax rate. Uh, that's, you're going to have people holding on assets and not selling them. So you'll have, you know, guys that, you know, have a property and they've been hanging on to it for maybe 10 years and they have a substantial gain on it because yeah. of the value and they've already depreciated, you know, most of it. Uh-huh. Um, hanging on to that property because they don't want to have that, you know, that capital gains tax rates. But I do have a great strategy, which, uh, well, that's gonna have to save it for your Patreon members, which is a dynamite one. And I, you know, I, matter of fact, I think my brother might be watching right now too, but he sold two, two huge buildings in uh, New York and he used this particular strategy and he walked away with 95% of his money. Wow. Behind the scenes. Man. Oh yeah. man. That's oh, fire. Yeah. Yeah. And he's deferring that capital gains tax rate for 30 years. Wow. 30 years. So he might I mean, be dead by then. You know, and then it's and he pays <laughs> he he'll have to pay it at the today's, you know, you got the present value, the present uh the present value of money. Um so based you know, whatever Inflation. Whatever, whatever a dollar is today is not in 30 years is not gonna be oh, a dollar, yeah. but he'll pay it in today's dollars. Yeah. In 30 years. So what oh. he can do with all of that money, instead of giving twenty percent of it to Uncle Sam to do whatever. Um, it's he's putting it to use for himself and he could multiply that and then he the tax bill is basically whatever whatever it is today what's up guys myron Gaines here one half of the fresh fit podcast if you haven't heard about anchor by spotify it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place let me explain anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer when hosting on anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like spotify apple Podcasts, and more it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, guys, Anchor is totally free. You don't need to spend your own money. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mm-hmm. In 30 years. And, and guys, you, you got to understand that like strategies like this is why the wealthy stay wealthy, man. They got guys in their corner like Steve who basically... You know, it's it's all legal. It's just being creative. There's a reason why Trump doesn't want to show, you know, uh, well, our former president, uh, he didn't want to show uh, his tax returns because, you know, he probably did a bunch of things that were creative but legal, and uh, that only the wealthy know or the best, uh, you know, the best accounts that work with, with, uh, you know, with wealthy people. And this is how so, the rich stay rich. And I saw in the chat somebody was mentioning the 1031 exchange. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. The 1031 exchange is basically you can defer it indefinitely. Um, at can you tell the people what the what a 1031, so a 1031 exchange, exchange is just real quick? Yeah, 1031 is just it's just a section code in the IRS. You just call it 1031. If you go to the code, it's everything's coded. You go to 1031, you're going to find out the rules about you know when you sell a property, and then you take the whatever the potential gain is, and then you buy another property of like or you know of equal or greater value. Mm-hmm. It could be a multiple of properties. It could be uh, you know it could be, you could buy one property and then buy uh, buy two of equal mm-hmm. or greater value then you can roll the gain over. And then that's, it's, but that is only applies to real estate. Now the tax strategy I'm talking about is great for real estate as well, but it's also, I had a, a couple of clients, they bought a restaurant mm-hmm. and they paid $250,000 for this restaurant. They didn't own the real estate on it. It was just a build out. 
I guess a rich guy. He bought he bought this place. He built it out to the max, and he, he wanted his wife to be busy doing some 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 stuff. Okay. And um, this this guy was like, he, it was a guy like you know when you start to type in your phone, mm-hmm. and it kind of knows what you're going to type, and it kind of guesses the word. Yeah. This was the freaking guy that came up with the software for that. Oh, so, wow. yeah. He came so up he with the autocorrect software. The he, iPhones that everyone the guy, else uses. And he's getting royalties from that guy. Yeah, Holy so sh! Moved moved down to Florida, <laughs> bought this castle on the water. <laughs> And then, you know, he thought, all right, I'm going to keep my wife busy. Yeah. Right. And she's so he, he bought this building and then he built it out. Beautiful. Just threw, like, threw, threw yeah, a quarter million like, dollars. Into, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's like Americana Cafe. She's nagging and, me yeah. too much. I don't care. Well, hey, here's this she, restaurant. She this it was really nice. And then she ran it for like six months. And then she figured out like, you know, owning a restaurant is like the fucking hardest thing to do. Like, yeah. These are the hardest workers. Yeah. And then, we, um, we can talk about restaurants here yeah. in a second, too, for you guys. We're going to talk about digital versus a physical business. Go ahead. Sorry. So anyway, so. um. So yeah, she, that got old real quick and then she winded up, they winded up selling it. So he mm-hmm. basically, it was a giveaway. So these two Italian guys came in there and they opened up a pizzeria and, uh, from like, from Napoli and they were doing like uh wood, it was, it was phenomenal. So it was a hit. These guys sold the, the restaurant for like 3 million five years later. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. So you talk about, so they two, bought it for how much? 250,000. Quarter million from the couple. Yeah. yeah. And then they worked, and then it became worth three million. Yeah, so this company, this this company that owned owned a, a chain of restaurants, came in and they bought them out. And then they came to me, and when I told them what they're going to pay in capital gains tax rate, they to get that literally got in a. They're like brothers. They literally got in a fist fight because one guy wanted to sell it, the other guy didn't. Oh, so they were in my. I had to kick them out <laughs> because wow. they were just fighting. I'm like, so they were like, I'm not selling this, and then you know, like guys, well, we got them. We got to, you know. So they, so they finally, so I put them into that strategy that I'm talking about. The 1031 so, exchange. No, oh, oh, not, not no, 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 no. Because the 1031 only applies to real estate. They didn't have any real estate. Oh, because it's just a business entity. They were renting it. Yeah, they were renting it, and um, so they sold it. And he walked away with 95. percent They took that money, bought um, a piece of property in a high traffic area nearby, and built a their own building, like a two story restaurant with all that money and had some left over. And then now that, that thing has been going crazy too now. So, so for just so the people, and that's not a 1031 exchange guys. That's another strategy that he implemented, implemented that. Cause that, that was not real estate, but with real estate 1031 exchange. Let's say I buy it. Just, just hit, uh, dumb it down for you guys. Cause not everybody is sharp as Steve. Uh, uh, and, and me too. Like I, I have to say it to myself sometimes to really understand. Let's say I buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars, right? I hold it for a year and then it's worth 200,000 and then I sell it. And I make a hundred thousand dollars profit, and I get to, you know I get it for two hundred thousand, right? If I just take that money out, I'm gonna get hit with a capital gains tax. But if I take that money and roll it into another property, you don't pay anything. I don't pay anything, right. and that's what a ten thirty one exchange is, guys. It's a, basically a way for real estate investors to have a property, sell the property, take the wealth accumulated from sell selling of said property, and roll it into another property without Uncle Sam getting his hands on your money and taking anything away, so that you can take that money and get something bigger and better. Or whatever it is. So um, because that's what a lot of guys do. They'll sell the property and then as soon as they sell it, they use it to do a bigger deal. Typically. Yeah. For the most part, you don't really lose because it's more cash flow anyway. Yeah. So correct, correct. But now, you know, with the market the way it is, right now yeah. it's you know, it's competitive. It's kind of tough to find that like kind of exchange. And sometimes you don't want to lock yourself in a property that you really don't want. It could be a dog, but you're trying to save money in taxes and you're picking up a property maybe that you don't want in an area that you don't want, or something specific, you know, maybe something specific about it. So yeah, the 1031. In an ideal world, it works great, and I would recommend that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But when you can't use that strategy, because um, it's explicitly yeah. for real estate only. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, as as we uh, a lot of guys in the chat, you know, have asked me about. You know, I have a W two job, but I'm also I have a side hustle. Yep. So, 
How should someone that maybe has a regular job, right, getting taxed and everything else like that, but they're doing their business, and at some point they want to segue away from working for somebody and become an entrepreneur, how should they structure their business in the beginning and then slowly, uh, as they make more money with their side hustle, segue back, uh, segue into the entrepreneur world and, you know, put themselves in the, in the best tax situation while making that segue? Well, how do you, you say mean, typically, start? I would probably I have them start the way you started, you know, okay. not, not necessarily jump into the S corporation. And, uh, you know, basically, if you have a side hustle and then you start to net more than $50,000 a year. Okay. You know, within that first year or not. Key term right there, guys, yeah. over 50K net. Yeah, that's which means you hold on to you made yeah. it. It's yours. That's when it makes it sense to to pay the filing fee, you know, to to have an extra return to and pay the filing fee for that. Not only with the state, but also the, the, the tax return prep and keep, you know, to do the S Corp is that $50,000 limit, in my opinion. I think okay. that's kind of like the, the benchmark there. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would say. Just definitely, you know, it's so cheap. And if you're, state of, if you're in Florida or wherever you're at. You know, most jurisdictions, you can just go online and like the their department of state, you know, it's pretty much a walkthrough. You can just do a corporation right online yourself. Yeah. You know, if if you're going to be doing something um, a little bit, a little bit more heavier and you're going to, you know, maybe buy a restaurant or something like that or whatever, um, then I would definitely get an attorney involved. Okay. And, you know, have, have, but for have a service based business, where, so, so yeah. with a service based business, whether it's like online, right? Like a lot of people are becoming yeah. digital entrepreneurs. So you would st- say, start with an LLC. Right. Once you break 50,000 net guys, which means you're going to have to make significantly more than that. You're going to have to make like 70, maybe 80 grand to net 50, right? Uh, then they can go ahead and uh, switch over to an S corp. Yeah. But you, I mean, it, you, you got to make that determination in, in the, in the first, first year or second year because the forgiveness. Uh, so, because you got a limited time frame to do that. Okay. Once that window passes, then you can't go back. You Six months form. into the year or more, yeah. you can't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, then then I would say, you know, a lot of times I'll tell guys like, hey, you know, you've been doing this for two years. Now you're making a hundred grand. You were making nothing, mm-hmm. but now it's too late. You know, maybe it's like the third or fourth year. Now it's too late for you to go back and do the S election. So oh. what we what I do is I'm like, all right, we're just going to close this LLC down and let's do a brand new one and let's like make you an S corporation right from the get go. Okay, that's yeah. a game changer. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. So they, they so they can't switch to an S corp. After if, a certain amount of time, like typically like the third year, you're like, okay, the window has like, you know, you could okay. kind of get away with it, you know, and for, I, I got to remember, there, there's a certain amount of time. It's probably within the second year you have to do it. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to go into an escort. Yeah. There's like that late filing relief. Um, but, and if you don't make the time, you can go ahead, get what your accountant, he'll restructure you. Correct. Make a new business correct. entity that's an S-corp so that you can get the tax benefit. Correct. So, so just, so there, so summary guys, um, start as LLC. Hopefully, if you get if you net more than fifty thousand within two years, which is possible, especially with digital business, right? Because remember, you have less overhead. You're not running a, a physical business. You Correct. should be able to profit most of your money because you're doing it on the internet. Then you can go ahead and switch over to the S corp once you hit that over fifty k threshold. And if you don't, there is a little nuance I wanted oh, to mention ahead, with ahead, the, the limited liability company. If you take on a partner, so let's say you, you two have a limited liability and you take on a partner, uh-huh. then you are automatically treated as a partnership. Okay. Um, yeah. And those and the tax consequences of that too are different. So that's kind of sometimes like, it, that's another reason where I'll say, listen, if you're going to have a partner, then I would say, let's do um, an S corporation. Unless a, a partnership might make sense in that case, unless you want to like not split the profit mm-hmm. according to your share, your ownership share. Like maybe you're, 40 and he's 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so in an S corp, then you have to do what's called pro rata. Okay. So you split all the expenses and all the income, and everything based on how much you, you own percentage okay. wise. 
in a partnership, it doesn't necessarily have to work that way. In okay. a partnership, you can, you can, you can create your own distribution percentages. Yeah, you can like, oh, I'm going to be ninety percent. He's going to be ten, or he's, or, or you know, and vice versa. Yeah, and then have different ownership percentages too, and capital accounts and all that. So that's a little bit of a nuance with the LLC too. So there's kind of like there's there's more levels to it. Okay. But, so if I'm a YouTuber yeah. or a Twitch streamer, the best thing, generally speaking, will be LLC. But if you're just a solo guy, yeah. yeah. If you're an LLC and a solo guy, then then in the beginning, yeah. yeah. When, and you're and you're not making you know more than fifty thousand dollars, then you're just going to report on that Schedule C. That's the the, the highly audited one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and again, you got to be careful because I don't like to see those forms like that with a substantial loss. Like now they got their W two and they're making a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and then they got like a Schedule C and they're like, oh yeah, I got a thirty thousand dollar loss. That's netting against that W two wage. That's a red flag. The mm. IRS would be like, Whoa, "Wait a minute, what? You know, how are you like writing all these expenses? I mean, you're you're bringing it to a loss." Like I've seen clients get audited because of that. I had a real estate agent actually when the market tanked. Mm-hmm. She was legit. She was she was still paying her desk fee, doing all her advertising, going around. Nobody was buying houses in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. So she spent crash. a lot of money. Her husband was uh, was like making. He was uh, 300,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. She had a legitimate loss. She paid her rent. She paid everything. She had all the expenses, all the receipts. She got audited and wow. they fought her on everything. They're like, oh, well, no, you know, you can't take this loss. And you had, there has to be production of income and blah, 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 and this and that. And she had all the receipts, everything. And then um, I said, well, just take it up to the pet taxpayer advocate. And she would have won. But then she, at that point, she was just so exhausted and tired. She's like, oh, I'm just going to pay it. It wasn't, I didn't do her taxes and it. She came to me. She um, came to you after yeah, the fact. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah. Because if I saw that, I would have been, all right, let's, let's figure something out. But I learned a lesson from that. Um, so that's something like when you were talking about is you got to be And she had a Schedule that. C. Yeah. And, that, and she had it under I would LLC. Have, I would have told her and I, and all my real estate agents, I tell them, like, you're just be an S corp. Okay. That wouldn't have been an issue. Because she could have had, took all the expenses on. Can you had explain one more time to the people, like why is it that why it's so bad to have a Schedule C, like what a Schedule C is why. exactly, and then why. why it's so bad for people to have that LLC, have that income reported on a Schedule C, and, and their tax returns as well, their normal. It tax was return. funny because when we went in, we went into the the IRS office there locally. Uh-huh. It was it was like literally, like it was like a character in a movie. This this guy had, I swear to God, the glass like he had a magnifying glass. Yeah, with like it was, it was weird. It was, yeah, we go in there and he was looking at all the receipts and he's, I want to see the lease, you know, this and that. And that. So the reason why is here, and I and this taught me a lesson too. It's like you're Guys, getting up, you're getting this person at the IRS that has no skill level to assess and determine and audit a business. A legitimate business that this lady. So they're so now he his jurisdiction is on the 1040. He's an examiner. There's two different departments of the IRS. Okay. One that examines, they call them exam the auditors are examined, examines personal tax returns and those that examine business. Okay. Right? Okay. So because she was reporting all that stuff on her personal tax return, now he's got jurisdiction over that. Yeah. That's the so, okay. okay. That was very that's right? very important that the distinction was okay. made. So yeah. Okay. So, so now I would have told her, I'm going to use a fake name, Lisa, you should be an S Corp. We take the loss of $30,000 on there. You get what's called a K1 because it's a flow through. Uh-huh. Then we attach that via K1. Same guy would have looked at it. He could not, he doesn't have jurisdiction to look at the S Corp return. And so it would have been like, well, 
And she again, going it back to it what we said she wouldn't even have red flag. Wouldn't have she's flag. she's a small fish in a in a big pond. Right. And she did everything. The thing that sucks is she did right. everything right, but because she filed it incorrectly, they, she didn't they, file they, it incorrect. She filed it absolutely correctly. But okay. because of the way she was structured, it raised a red flag because okay, she wasn't structured husband, properly. Yeah, her husband making a ton of money. Yeah. Then she got this big loss on that. Now he's got the jurisdiction over that. And then he could look at all her, you know, all her receipts and ask, you know, just basically audit her. Yo, this and is why it's important before you even start business, go to somebody like Steve so you can go prepared for what's coming. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, le I learned a lesson from that. So, yeah, all my, uh, ever since that day, all my real estate agent, I'm like, you're going to be an escort. Okay. Because there could be a time when you're hustling out there and you're, you're driving your car and you're using your phone and you're, you're paying all these expenses as a real estate agent and you don't sell a damn house. Maybe the, maybe a couple of closings fall through. You don't know. Yeah. For you got sure. all these expenses. They're legitimate expenses. So I, just for the very fact that that alone, um, I just like, just be an escort. Okay. Mm, so she yeah. reported on it to personal tax returns and that's yeah. what messed her up. Yep. And you want to, you want to separate the two when you run a business, if you make over 50,000. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that right that's there, guys. the threshold right there where I say it makes the most sense because the, the cost benefit. Okay. It's gonna be man, a lot of game right there, terms, guys. Bro. Man, holy shit! All right, uh, let's hit these super chats real quick. Uh, um, guys, thank you so much for the, all the donations. We appreciate it. Um, like I said, this is this is stuff, guys. That's gonna save you thousands upon thousands of dollars in the long run. Um, we got uh, the Neologic ten dollars. How do you get the benefits of an S corp with an LLC, and what are the limitations of those, those benefits? Chris, please keep that safe. Uh, yo, Steve, sitting for AUD next month. Wish me luck on my license. Okay. Uh, that's John Watts. Oh, uh, yeah. John, shout out to John Watts. He's an accountant as well. Yep. Polo Immobilian. Sorry. Hi. Any tax uh, advice for U.S. expats? U.S. citizens are required to file and sometimes pay taxes on their worldwide income, which makes wealth creation for expats pretty hard. Good question. We'll answer that at the end. Um, Raul, 20 bucks. I'm from Latin. Is it good to open an LLC remotely to access U.S. stocks and crypto? Trading markets at USA, how moving money between my country and my uh, LLC would look like. Sale and tax ideas. Thank you, guys. Good question. I started S Corporation to do Uber last October. Was that the correct move? Excellent question. We'll answer that as well. Question for Steve, 10 bucks. Augie, uh, could I write off courses like Charlie's Crypto Course or DMs on Demand on my taxes under education? Excellent question. Uh, Chris, please save those, and then we will answer those at the end, guys. Don't worry. We got y'all. Awesome. Um, and just keep rolling them in, questions. and we're going to answer them at the end. Um, so, okay. So now we, so, so a quick little summary guys, cause we discussed a lot here <laughs> and I want to make sure I if, correct me if I'm wrong here, just a quick summary. So start as, start off as an LLC for someone that wants to, for someone that wants to segue from, uh, working a W2 job over to becoming an entrepreneur, start your LLC bang. Once you make over 50,000 net profit guys, you've made more than 50,000 take home, right? After all expenses, whatever it is, uh, you probably want to go into an S corp if it's been within two years or so. And right. then once you go over to the S corp, it's going to protect you from certain tax liabilities that you wouldn't be protected from with an with a mere, mere LLC. And um, we talked a little bit about the partner stuff, but I won't get too into the weeds of that. But the, I guess the main take home here: LLC in the beginning. Once you net more than fifty k, switch over to the S corp as soon as you fucking can, so you get the benefits. And then uh, and then we discuss the issues with uh, if you don't do that, then that income will be reported on your personal tax return under an LLC. And then we'll have the situation like uh, the woman that you know, your friend, who they ended up dinging her for, even though she did everything correctly because her business wasn't structured properly. For, in other words, she made too much money for the way that she was structured. Her husband did. 
Okay. Her husband did, okay. and she had a legitimate loss, all verified, all all backed up with receipts, and they just pushed back. And they her. probably yeah. jo- t- uh, filed jointly, right? That's maybe. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, okay. husband and wife. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Okay. So I, I, mean, that, I don't know if that would have mattered at all, but um. Oh, they would have probably think there anyway, regardless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, guys. So structure is gonna save you, man. So key, get over that fifty k and switch over to an S corp as soon as you can. Um. So uh, and then um. Okay, and then Steve. So so we talked about the digital entrepreneur side. What about someone that might want to open up? A restaurant, Become or, uh, or or uh, yeah, or or some kind of um, business, maybe a, a mechanic shop or something like that. Obviously, you might need a little bit more capital to get into it. How should they proceed uh, versus being a digital entrepreneur with opening a business, a hair salon, nail salon, whatever it is? I mean, it's just, I I use the same same thing. Okay, basic threshold. I mean, like, are you gonna are you gonna make? You know, typically they're probably gonna make more than fifty thousand if they're gonna hang their own shingle and do something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, definitely S corp right away. S corp from the yeah, from S-Corp the rip. right okay. away, right, right so, from the get go. Yeah, okay. Unless they got partners. In that particular business, and one brings certain things to it, and they want to split the, you know, they want to have like certain agreements, and they like, oh, you're going to get ten percent, and you're going to get ninety, and and and, you know, I've got, I have that where I have some where like if, if there's a loss, it goes a hundred percent to one partner and not the other, and then there's a profit, it's fifty fifty, and that's in the partnership, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, it's a whole different animal. So there's a lot of things you can do there, um, okay. tax wise, but um. Yeah, but typically, so if you're going to get into a partnership where you're distributing money among multiple individuals, LLC is the way to go. Yeah, there's like all different types of agreements, and who's going to put in what, how much money. You know, I'm going to they call it capital contribution. Uh So your capital account, you know, you might you might bring some excellent uh, talent. You know, maybe you're the sales guy. I'm going to bring all the business in, but you have no money. Mm. Maybe. Fresh has the money, mm-hmm. so he's going to donate his watch. <laughs> yeah, <you're> funny. <laughs> so so uh, we got to talk about writing that off. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah. So in that case, you know, so now maybe you're fifty fifty because you, you bring a val- he brings money and you bring you know your talent. Okay. And um and then you know so there's different things you can do and then if there's a profit maybe he doesn't want you to get you know so th- those are the nuances of why those particular LLC partnerships. Okay. You know yeah. Okay, but if you're going to get into yeah. business by yourself, where well, you're the primary owner, S corp. Yeah, S corp. Everything's got to be pro rata. So if it's you, you know, typically it's it's one owner. You okay, know, it's like 100 percent owner. And that's it. And that's what we did with my business, guys. Just so you guys know, so we can use me as an example. I had my business as a fitness business incorporated as an LLC, and then we broke that 50k structure, or 50k limit, right? And then Steve was like, "Hey, we got to switch over to an S corp." We so and at the time I had my government job, guys, right? So I I had my W two income for the year 2020. And then I was contributing to, you know, uh, retirement and all that stuff there. And then we switched over to uh, S Corp that, that I think in 2020 as well. We right, switched. I right. started in 2019. The business got incorporated in 2019, guys, June 2019. Then uh, 2020, uh, we switched over to the S Corp. Right. And then uh, and then switching from that, I was able to basic and I had my still had my government job. So what we did was we were able to separate the business income from my personal tax return income, because if I let's say I reported both. Let's say I report six figures with the government and six figures with uh, with my business. They would have destroyed me and taxed me for far yeah. more. Yeah, I think you say what well, we said, like 15,000 or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I ended up paying about 18, 18, uh, 18,000 in, in taxes. Oh, Lord. Uh, that, that one, which I would have been liable for far more if I, yeah, if we, I, I had done it. Yeah, I think it was like about 15 grand. Yeah. I think minimum. It was a, yeah. Yeah. So I would I would have owed a lot more money if I didn't switch over to S Corp, guys. Um. So, so, okay. So the business, okay. Uh, this is what I was going to ask. So, so the people know there, what is a tax write-off? Can you t- break it down to people what it is, uh, the percentage that actually gets taken off, et cetera, for, for dummies? 
Okay, so I mean, a tax write-off is just basically an expense uh-huh. that is reasonable and necessary. Ordinary, reasonable, and necessary. That's what the IRS says. Is it ordinary? Okay. Is it reasonable? And is it necessary to the business, the function of the business? Okay. You can write it off. So that could be any number of things. It okay. Could be rent, car. It could be your, you know, your phone, your your computer, your mm-hmm. uh, advertising. Um, let's say my, uh, uh, you know, I buy something for a thousand dollars for the for the business, right? Uh, let's say I spend a thousand dollars on microphones and some equipment, whatever, uh, and I write that off. What percentage gets taken off for what I'm liable for? So if I, I spend mean, a th- if I spend a thousand dollars on business, if it's a hundred percent legitimate and it's uh, ordinary, necessary, uh, and reasonable. You take a hundred percent of that expense right out. You write okay. it right off. Yeah. Okay. Right so that right so off. that what so if I make a hundred thousand dollars for the year, mm-hmm. right, guys? So we'll give you an example. I make a hundred thousand dollars for the year, then I buy equipment worth one thousand dollars. Now the IRS can only look at ninety nine thousand dollars of income. Correct. Yeah. Because yeah, that, yes. that's what and I owe that money yeah. on that ninety nine thousand. Yeah, and there's and then you're you're talking about like um. I think we were talking about the G wagon, right? Yes. Yeah. We, you know, we <laughs> so we can walk through yeah. it. Yeah. Go ahead. So we're talking about the G wagon and the Range Rover too. Yeah. How we were so, able to how we did that whole situation. Yeah. So that um because that that vehicle is over six thousand pounds, you can write the whole thing off. It's called Section One Seventy Nine, so you can write the whole thing. And a lot of I have a lot of clients that they buy they buy their vehicles for business. Mm-hmm. Um, right at the end of the year, they figure out if the, we'll we'll recap like the nine the nine months prior, mm-hmm. and we get down to the third quarter, and I'm like, hey, you know, John, you like you you you're you're making a lot of money, and um, you need some write offs. And then at that point in time, he'll go out and they'll like, oh, I need a couple new trucks or whatever, and we'll plan that, and you can get a couple hundred thousand dollar write up because you write the whole thing off. Mm. So like in your case, we're talking about the G wagon. It's a that's over six thousand pounds. You can write the whole thing off in that year. Wow. Well, what about because we got a Range Rover earlier this year, and we were we were joking about this. Yeah. With so the, you the guys, wagon, but yeah, yeah. So we yeah, can write off that the entire Range Rover, right? One, yeah, be. because um, it's 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 a business car. You guys mm-hmm. are picking up. You know, you're driving around picking up people at the airport, yeah. and um. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a write off for the business usage of that. I used to wonder why, like Grant Cardone will buy like a Rolls Colonel. These YouTubers would buy like huge, expensive, heavy cars, but no, it makes sense because they can write off the whole price of the car. It's like, wait, why are they buying these? Yeah, there, there's luxury limits on those yeah. vehicles. I mean, you get depreciation on it, but it's limited. Mm. Now, in your now in the case with a G wagon, it's not. It's not because it's over six thousand pounds. But like if you you're talking about the with the Lambo uh, truck, yeah, like yeah. a Euro so Lambo. I think we looked it up. It was like forty eight, forty eight. Yeah, it's pounds, under forty eight fifty. It's under that six thousand. That's what the first thing I looked at. What's the way? <laughs> oh, the Rolls Royce Colonel is so that one more. is subject to the lot. Yeah, it's you know. So now, now you got to determine like, oh, what's the business you should do? Is it fifty percent? And then you, you know you're gonna take okay fifty percent of that cost basis on that car, and then you have to like you're subject yourself to the limits. And there's a schedule. I'm not gonna get into the weeds on that one, but it's not as beneficial as like a g-wagon mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's it's more of a status symbol it's you know high price and it's a beautiful car and um but yeah from, from a tax perspective yeah it's not as great a write-off okay so six thousand yeah. pounds is the key that's the key that, yeah. that's the key to yeah. can you tell that we mentioned a term uh during the show depreciation mm-hmm. can you tell the people what depreciation is and how it works and with when it comes to taxes and business and everything else yeah so uh, in a nutshell, basically depreciation is like, um, what is the, what's the useful life of, you know, like this mic, okay. for instance, this mic would be, yeah. I would say, cause it's computer equipment and the, you know, the, the technology is moving fast. I would give that a five year life, right? Okay. Five years is going to be obsolete fully. It's not going to be worth anything, you know? Uh-huh. So the IRS says, okay, that's reasonable five years. And then we depreciate that over five years. Um, but a lot of stuff right now, if you're a small business, you got, we got a huge, um, 
uh, where you can just write it all off in the first year. Mm. So, you know, irrespective. But sometimes you don't want to do that. Sometimes um, we we slow the depreciation down because we don't need it all. Okay. You know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you 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 don't need it all. So sometimes I'll I won't I won't depreciate like like spend it all. Okay. So I'll say, all right, save it for next year because you're going to make more money next year. You got a couple of deals coming up. So we'll save some depreciation for next year. We'll offset your income. So let's give the people more. an example. Let's say this microphone, right, is a thousand dollars, right? And uh, easy numbers, guys. I'm really bad at math, right? It's more than that. But uh, <laughs> let's say it's a thousand bucks, right? And uh, we know that it's going to lose a hundred dollars value every year. So how would we? How, so would we write, hey, the mic is now worth nine hundred dollars after year one, or would we? How would that work exactly? So well over five years, so we take twenty percent of it, so it'd be two hundred bucks um, every year. Yeah, every year, okay. and uh, yeah, basically that's kind of like how it works. And it, it, it very simplistic. Okay, but let's say for instance you had you bought like a hundred thousand dollars of equipment. Yep, and you made a seventy five thousand dollar profit. So I would say, all right, let's pick out some of these assets and not take the depre- take the ex- the it's called accelerated depreciation. We're not going to take the accelerated depreciation on it. We're going to hold it back and uh, not take bonus depreciation because there's also bonus depreciation on it, which I'm getting a little bit, you know, offense. <laughs> but anyway, so there's ways, methods that we could stagger, hold back some of the depreciation on some of the equipment that you uh-huh. bought to use in the next year. Because maybe okay. next year you're going to make 200000 and we could use that extra twenty five grand. Okay. To get you down to 175 to start with and whatever other. So know, depreciation stuff. essentially, for the a quick summary for it, it's a tool that's used to limit your tax liability for the IRS based on yeah, things that I, you purchase. Yeah. The IRS basically says everything has a useful life to it. So, okay. you know, and, it, and, it's, and it's called matching. This is like I'm getting a high level accountant. So you have match, you're matching your income to, to your expenses. And that's just some, it's a matching. Basically, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you take, if it's going to last five years, then you're going to take one fifth of that. We should really be technically the expense that you match against every year, every year's income in there. And so now you guys know why level, Steve's yeah. our accountant. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh man. And guys, this is, this is all like crazy sauce right now for you guys. So, um, okay. I'll read some of these super chats real quick. And then uh, we can get uh, fresh. Do you have anything before we answer the people's questions? Uh, you pretty much answered it regarding YouTubers and um, Twitch streamers. What about forest traders? Is it the same thing for them? That's that's a little bit different. So, um, I mean, you could, yeah, if you're going to be doing that professionally, and then, you know, I would say, yeah, okay, definitely that's a way for them to basically get some business write-offs and set it up as set it up as a business, and they do trading in there. And then um, you get some business write-offs, you know, for, for like your, you know, maybe your phone, your computer and your internet connection and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, but as far as the cap gains within those, when they're trading in there, there's not too much you can do to offset, you know, some of that stuff. Cause I got friends that are buying like G wagons, you know, Lambos, Ferraris. I'm like, yo, yeah, G wagon is a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. That's one that, you know, I've, I've had a lot of my clients buy that particular vehicle and we just expense the whole thing. I just don't like how it looks, but huh? give, give me yeah, a, you give don't me like a, it really? Give me a Eurus. Have you driven in one of those? Yeah, I've driven in one. You get the seats and push, they push you around when you go around the corner. <laughs> I just hear hearing that click noise all the time. Click whenever you shut the doors. I like, know, yeah. Is it going to break? Yeah. yeah. Question, uh, Steve, what if you have two LLCs and you want to merge them into an S-Corp? How would you go about that? Can you do it? Two LLCs and merge. I mean, then they would, uh, the only way to merge them is like, okay, you, you, you uh, start an S-Corp and then the two LLCs become shareholders of that S-Corp. 
Okay. A set of like, yeah, yeah. So they would, yeah. So that's, I mean, I've seen that where. Could you dissolve those two LLCs and just start one S-Corp that I does both? I would probably do that, yeah. You okay. I mean, it's more simplistic because that, that's a complicated, thing. you know, depending on like, there's got to be a good reason to keep yeah. that structure. Yeah. You know, You'd sometimes there is, but yeah. in most cases there's not. It's not. It's just an add, added layer of, of headache. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll read the super chats real quick, guys. Um. Let's see here. And then we'll get into answering some of the questions. Ostrike, five bucks. Why 50K uh, do- dollar threshold? Is it a lot of time and trouble or is there a high fee for S Corp? Um, I think we answered that earlier. It's because there's a high fee for S Corp, which is to justify. Not necessarily. You know, I don't know. It depends on the state you are. So most, you know, most states it's a nominal fee, you know, depending on where you're at. I know here in Florida, it's not that expensive to keep your corporation open. It's like 150 bucks or okay. something like that. But then you got the filing fee on it. Okay. Um. So, you know, typically if you're going to play for, you know, so it, it's kind of like a cost benefit, uh, analysis to it okay so i, I just kind of use that as a look at as a, as a threshold you're yeah, like okay, okay if you're, that's your general rule of yeah, thumb to, for guys so they it's worth the, the switch for what you can save on the self-employment tax and you know okay you're going to save like let me 2500 bucks but then your your filing fees and your to pay somebody to do it for whatever and maybe charge you know 50 so maybe there's a little bit of savings in there okay um but you know, I, I typically say that you know, if, you're, if it's forty grand, then it's going to be nominal. It's not going to be worth it. Yeah, it might not be worth it. With paying someone to do the structure yeah. and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got Rod Eric five bucks. What do y'all think of purchasing a shelf uh, corporations or age corporation? Good question. We're going to answer questions here in a second. And then we got D Nice Steve. If you get CPS notice but don't have receipts, what's your advice? Okay, Ooh. don't worry. We got that as well. Pacman T nine one. Hey guys, fire show as a W two employee driving semi trucks. At what income threshold should I hire a CPA? Also, my suggestion for truck driver and taxes. All right, perfect, good question. And then we got Raymond Random ten uh, five dollars from Great Britain. I say ten thousand quid working through the pandemic, then blew it in a few hours on coke and tricking. If I only discovered you lads earlier, SMH. <laughs> Bro, I hope you're joking. Oh, Stupid. Man. Oh man. And then we got DLC with a big one hundred dollar super chat. <laughs> Welcome home, fam. Watching No Jumper. Great episode. Keep leading from the front. I'm proud of you all. Uh, uh, proud of all of y'all. Thank you so much, DL Saint. Thank we you, love bro. you, bro. Thank you so much for the support. So, guys, quick little announcement here. So, if you guys don't know, we have ffsparebomb.com live. Chris, we can pull up the website, please, uh, where you guys are. It's a sweepstakes for you guys to win a Rolex, PS5, AirPod Pros, merch, shout-outs, a bunch of different stuff live that we got going here on. Live show Miami. Yeah, uh, a, a free trip to Miami, etc. And it's very simple, guys. All you got to do is go on this website. Here you go, Fresh, if you can open it up. Uh, go on fsbeerbomb.com. It's a giveaway. We're going to be running it for 90 days, so we have 80 days left. We scroll down a little bit, Chris? And all you guys got to do is two things. Very, very simple. You're going to go ahead and put your information right here, right? Your name, email, phone number, right, so that we could track uh, the the uh, your, your points, right? And you're going to subscribe to Fresh and Fit. Fresh Fit Clips, step one. Then step two, ref, uh, go ahead and put your information right here with, to get your referral link. You're going to get a special URL. You share that URL with your friends. Have them subscribe to the channel, Fresh Fit, Fresh Fit Clips, and then bang, you get points. So five referrals. You get a shout-out uh, live on air, slash prior prizes, 10 referrals, personal thank you video text, 25 referrals, FaceTime call with Fresh Fit prior prizes. And remember, guys, each time you get you hit a new threshold, you get everything prior as far as a prize. Uh 50 referrals, stay over there t-shirt, prior prizes, which I ordered a bunch of them. They're coming in. Uh, it's a new design that me and Fre- uh, me and Chris made for you guys. It's actually hilarious. And on the back, it says fsbearbomb.com here before a million. Uh, 100 referrals, AirPod Pro sweepstakes. You're entered to win it automatically, plus all the prior prizes. And you get free entry to the 500K party for those that get us 100 referrals. Then 500 referrals, enter to win a PS5 sweepstakes, plus prior prizes. 
the 1,000 referrals, free trip to Miami, and meet Fresh Fan Studio and prior prizes. And then second place, regardless of how many people you refer, is going to be a 1,000 cash prize and all the other prizes to include, you know, getting enrolled in the sweepstakes, you know, getting a trip to Miami, etc. And then the first place is you get a Rolex and everything else. And this Rolex right here, guys, $15,000 we spent, uh, you know, because we love y'all. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We Thanks. want to make sure that we reward you. To get the Rolex, though, you guys got to be enrolled in our boys, Identity IQ, our sponsor. A credit Shout score. To, for, to monitor your credit score, which, uh, you know, guys, we talked about we talked about credit, starting a business, everything else like that. Credit is critical. This whole studio was built on credit. Yeah. And yep. can you click uh, click the, the IDIQ link real fast, uh, Chris? Um, because uh, with IDIQ, guys, what they do is it's a credit monitoring service. If you get your account stolen, you get any. As a matter of fact, guys, I got a bunch of uh, so I got some weird charges while I was in L.A. Real yeah. talk, $13,000. Yep. And I was notified by by these guys and uh, also for my credit card company. So this stuff can really like help you out, man, and keep you from getting your identity stolen. Identity theft is one of the fastest growing crimes. I know this from my prior career. Right. People are going from drug dealing to scamming now. And with Identity IQ, you put your stuff in there. They track. They, they monitor it. Uh, if you do get your stuff stolen, they insure you up to like a million bucks. Um, and yeah, man, credit in today's day and age is literally key, guys, to getting wealth because you're going to leverage your credit to get assets so that you can make money. In life, you need a roadmap, right? So picture this. If you want to get somewhere in life, especially your credit score to improve, you got to know what it is. So they give you real-time advice and also viewing of your credit score. Like for example, before I went to buy a property that I had, someone stole my, my credit card information, my social, all that stuff. And if I wasn't verified or notified by these people, I would have been finesse because i went to the you know the the borrower whatever the lender and if i didn't know that going before i could have been like you know lower rate or not even approved so it's very important guys by having a good credit score you literally save yourself thousands upon thousands of dollars right with getting better interest rates better terms better agreements and i'm telling you guys this from what i used to do you want to get in law enforcement you want to become an agent you want to be uh work for the government you want to have a clearance you want to have any type of public security job you need to have good credit they aren't going to hire you guys because guess what they don't want you to be compromised right? By uh, by a foreign nations, foreign powers, whatever it may be when you have issues with money. So that is why credit is so important, not just to your employment capabilities, yeah. but also to acquiring assets as well. And shout out to some of y'all that already won the prizes already, man. Yeah. Y'all are killing it in here. And we're going to, we're going to announce, we're going to, every night we're going to announce the, uh, the guys every day. So uh, we're going to do it on the after hour show, yeah. uh, announce all the guys that hit that, um, that five referral and, and, and all the awards are going to be uh, given out at the end of the 90 days when we tally up and see who won. So, Guys, thank you so much for the support. It's ffspiritbomb.com. Check it out there and get, get enrolled so that you can win the Rolex and all the other prizes. And here's the thing, yeah. guys. You don't have to do Identity IQ uh, to get the other prizes. You only need it if you want to get the Rolex. But for everything else, the cash prize, the trips, the sweepstakes, the shirts, all that other stuff, you don't got to enroll Identity IQ. We wanted to make sure that we gave you guys prizes regardless of your level of support. So thank you so much yeah, for that. Steve was like, give me the Rolex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got a story for you about identity theft. I had that happen to me back when uh, somebody stole, this is back in the day, somebody stole my uh, selective service card yeah. in the mail. Mm. And this is, and they Holy winded crap. up getting a job in Buffalo, New York, working at a temp agency. They were able to use that with some other like fake ID to take assume my identity. I didn't find out about this until like two or three years later when I got a, a letter from the IRS <laughs> that I, I filed my taxes and they were charging me more. Wow. that I didn't put all my W-2 wages in there. So I had to go down and find, like, I'm like, I didn't, 
So I had to, I had to, it was, it was a mess. So yeah, sign up for that. Yeah, it's a man, real that, thing. That'll, that'll save you headaches down the road. Man. I mean, good thing. It was like, I was so young at the time that yeah. I didn't have a lot of stuff to lose or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, it was kind of a pain in the ass because it happened two years in a row. This guy worked for like two years. Oh, it was wow. funny. Cause I went, I walked into the office. I goes, yeah, you're definitely not. It was uh it was a black guy, Dominican. <laughs> that was like, sure. guy. You get rest okay. Yeah, he's like, well, I, I know it's like, so he helped me fill out the paper. I had to give it all to the IRS. I had to go down to the, the credit union. This is back in the day when they're yeah, before like, yeah. facts and everything's like, you know, like I had to run Man. out of town. I spent a, spent a couple of days doing that. Did he get but, arrested? Um, I don't even think they ever found him. No. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Yeah, man. Scamming and credit card fraud and stealing identities is the fastest growing crime, guys. Like, they get way less time for it. And it is what it is, man. So protect their identity, guys, so you don't deal with these headaches, man. Like, hell... If if that was around when Steve was younger, when he had hair in the back in his head, <laughs> uh, you know he would probably would have found out that this loser in upstate was stealing this stuff because your, your select your selective service card has all your stuff on there. For some of you guys here, you guys some of you guys are foreign. Selective services in the United States when you, when you turn eighteen, you have to enroll yourself in to be drafted in the military. And if you don't, it could cause you a lot of problems. You can't get federal employment. You can get a jail for it, fines, etc. So you have to enroll, but all your personal information is in it to include your social security number. So this guy stole your soul, oh, yeah. your soul, like the service wow, yeah. card. Yeah. God, man. Okay. Um, all right. So transitioning back, guys. How dare you? Oh, wrong. See, I'm stuck. I'm, uh, see, I'm rusty here. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's hit up uh, some of these questions uh, that Chris had. Uh, D nice five bucks if you sell a car, Steve. Does that count as capital gains or on your taxes? Don't worry, we'll answer that. And uh, check out Telegram. I put them all in there. You put, okay. All right. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go in order that they came in, guys. Um, cause some of you guys asked some fantastic questions, man. Yeah. There's really good really questions, good questions in here, which is, uh, okay. So we got, um, okay. King life. Five, uh, no, we answered this question. Thank you so much for King life, by the way, for, uh, supporting the Neologic $10. How do you get the benefits of an S corp with an LLC? And what are the limitations of those benefits? So an LLC is a limited liability company. So I suppose you get better legal protection of your assets. Okay. And then the tax benefits of an S corp and the easiness of filing the S corp return, I think are more beneficial as we had th- yeah. uh, talked about in your case. Yeah. So the, and we I discussed mean, this in yeah. quite a bit of detail. This yeah. chat came in earlier with the benefits and the, and the negatives of, of both. It seems to me. Yeah. So probably I maybe answered this question as we were talking. Yeah. So yeah. So Good. But yeah. I guess to, to, just to give it nice and succinctly from our conversation, what it seems to me is from a protection standpoint, an LLC is great. But from a tax structure standpoint, the S corp is far better. If you make, if you meet those thresholds that we discussed before, being in business for less than two years, making over fifty k net, whatever, it puts you in a better position. Where uh, essentially the IRS puts your tax return in a big pond, or sorry, in a big ocean right, right. with sharks, versus putting it in a small pond with a bunch of fishes, right. where you're going to be more liable. Where you're, the likelihood of you getting audited goes I mean, up significantly. You know, most cases, taxpayers, you know do are, are honest and then they you know they probably don't even in most cases i think most taxpayers don't even take a full advantage of, of oh yeah 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 most the, people overpay the, the government they overpay um they overpay big some time. of you yeah. are scared yeah um polo immobilian uh hi any tax advice for u.s expats u.s citizens are required to file and sometimes pay taxes on their worldwide income which makes wealth creation for expats pretty hard it's you know, it all depends if there's a tax treaty between the U.S. and that particular nation. Mm. So that always has to be looked at. Um, and then, you know, so I, I couldn't, you know, it, it would depend. Every country is different. Um, that's a little bit outside of my scope. I do have a, a, a bunch of the Canadians. Okay. And, um, and I got a couple of Germans. And, you know, so there's a couple of jurisdictions that I'm I'm decent at. Okay. 
but it's not. It depends on your country. Forte. I guess in this yeah. case, this guy's in the UK. Are you familiar with the UK as far as? Like- um, no, you know, I, I've only it's Germany, Switzerland, and okay. Canada, and some countries in South America. Gotcha. Yeah. So, is it tougher for them being there as as American citizens running a, biz- a digital? Uh, I guess essentially probably a digital business there. I mean, as far as like. For tax liability think, purposes, well, the UK is horrendous as far as taxes are concerned. Every like, okay. I, yeah, I, I know a lot of UK businesses they, uh, or individuals that come here to start businesses because, and they're happy to pay taxes because they get killed over there. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So, as an American citizen in the UK, it might it might not look good for you. Um, okay. Uh, we got Isaiah McCrimmon, ten bucks. I started as S corporation to do Uber last October. Was that the correct move? Absolutely. If you're making over fifty thousand dollars and you know so. Uh, Go with it. Yeah, okay. that's great. So the Uber Good. is smart, smart guy. Especially if you're making over 50K. Yeah. Perfect. Smart guy. Um, uh, Augie Tanars, question for Steve. Could I write off courses like Charlie's Crypto Course or DMs on a Man on my taxes under education? Um, yes, because there's a business component to that. Was that was that the course you guys had? There? Yeah, we, yeah, teaching them how to use um Instagram to re- market their business. Did you have other components in there, the business and all that stuff, like uh, marketing, yeah, uh, stuff like that? So yeah. yeah, definitely, you could probably argue that one too. Yeah, so definitely, yes and yes. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so fantastic. So yes, guys, you guys can write that off as education. Um, and also, you know what? Can they write off super chats here when they ask questions? Then they're getting education. Like right now, technically, they're That's getting a education. Good question. I don't, <laughs> um, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because they're, it's, they're it's paying possible, yeah. to speak to you who is a professional in this and they're asking a question or getting education for their it's own. It's possible, yeah. I, okay. I, I have to look at Yeah. Okay. That I'm not sure. Creativity, baby. Um, We got Ostrike, five bucks. Why? Oh, we just answered that one. Yeah, the 50K threshold, guys, is because to ensure that you're getting the best return on your investment of, of going cost in. Benefit get, cost, yeah, benefit cost benefit analysis. Cost benefit, yeah. Of filing an S-Corp, paying someone to do it for you, et cetera. Correct. I would say maybe if they do it themselves, it, maybe we could bring that threshold down. It's possible, yeah. 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 But most, let's be honest, most guys, you're going to want someone to do it for you. You yeah. might not have the expertise. When it comes to doing a corporation, I mean, you know, it's, you got to buy the software for it and you got to know oh, where crap. things go on the line. And it's just, okay. Yeah, it's more, it's more hassle than it's worth, I think. Okay. And then we got uh, Pac-Man, uh, no, Rod Eric. What do y'all think of purchasing a, a shelf corporations or aged corporation? So, I mean, a shelf corporation, aged, an aged corporation, I think you would buy just to get maybe like uh trade credit it's that's yeah. the only use i could see for that it's like you know maybe that you're operating in an industry where there's vendors and you have suppliers right where can, are they can you can you re-ask it and clarify like what you mean by a shelf corporation or age corporation? i mean from a tax standpoint there's you know which is my area I, I don't see any benefit to it um but the only thing i could see a benefit to getting an aged corporation is because maybe there's a certain industry that you're in where you do, they're like you're dealing with um, suppliers that want to see some credit history, history there. Okay. Yeah, and you're getting some credit history there. You From know. what I understand, it's basically like you can use that as a trade line to like get credit for a couple of years that you. Didn't I have. think it only applies until like the supply, like the vendors and the suppliers that they want to give you that are related to that industry. Because honestly, if you go to like a bank, they're not going to give you any money. They're going to make you have sign a personal guarantee mm. because that company they know that's like what. They're they're gonna be like, they're not gonna give you just you know hand out a loan for you a business loan. Okay. Based on that, no. There's um, gotta be assets and collateral there. And, yeah. Yeah, Rod. So, just clarify, just so we know yeah. exactly, so we make sure we can get that answer for you. Uh, Chris, it's Rod Eric with a K at the end. If you see it, the chat. Um, Pacman T ninety one. Hey guys, for our show, as a W two employee driving semi trucks, at what income threshold should I hire a CPA 
Also, any suggestions for truck drivers in Texas? So if you're a W-2 employer, you, I wouldn't do, uh, I mean, uh, employee, I wouldn't do a corporation. Um, yeah, definitely no. No, it only comes up if you're going to have it like your own your own separate business. There's not much you can do with it with a W-2 um, other than stack money away for retirement, HSA, like a health savings uh, account or a medical savings account. Um, there, you know, and then you, you take take advantage of all your itemized deductions if you have a house. Mm-hmm. And you're deducting your mortgage interest and your and your real estate taxes. Um, there's not much you can do as a W. Yeah, because that that's that comes back to that same scenario with that high income W two doctor that's making three hundred. He's got a W two. Mm-hmm. So the IRS already knows that these people are forming these little businesses to get those write offs, and that's where that lady she had a thirty thousand dollar letter. So that was like a red flag. Oh, here's here's a high earner. There's not much they can do to get write offs. So they create these little these little businesses, these side hustles that produce a loss and they net it against their W-2 wages to lower their income tax bill mm. and get a refund back. And that's why she got hit so hard. And that's like, boom, it's like, that's like, that's like a glaring red flag. So that's why I don't like that. That's why I like to push them off on an escort. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So for this guy, he's a W-2 employee. So I get, and I guess his other question was at what threshold should he hire a CPA? 70 grand a year, hundred grand a year. I mean, it doesn't, you know, just being a W-2 employee doesn't sound to me like a complex situation. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm honestly not putting myself out of business here. Yeah. But keeping it real with you guys, yeah, being honest. You know, unless you've got a, a, an inordinate amount of itemized deductions, which I talked about where, you you, you know, you, you're giving money to charity and you have like mortgage interest yeah. and you have uh, real estate taxes and some other, you know, and then you're going to be putting money away in some retirement vehicle, like an IRA, typically, you know, whether it's a Roth or or a traditional IRA. Um, it doesn't sound to me like there's any particular threshold in there. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a simple W2 employee. Yeah. With it's standard go to H&R sta- block guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? I guess in that case. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I won't like, lie to you. I won't unless, lie to you. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can go to CPA because, you, you know, honestly, some of the prices of the CPA firms and they do a better job and you're getting the same person every year and they know your situation in case things do change yeah. you know, and things come up. But when you go to H&R block, you're not necessarily getting the same person, the tax preparer, and they don't, probably don't have as much experience. Yeah. You know, so they don't know you personally. And, and the fee, you know, I, I know the H&R Black around us or whatever, it's probably very close in fee structure yeah. for the same stuff. So yeah, I remember when I, I did would, mine. I would just go to a CPA firm. Yeah. Because you know, you're probably going to, you know, you don't have to, you have to go to the, the huge, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the fancy one or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like ours. We're trying, we're, we're deal with small business owners. Yeah. Um, when you're an entrepreneur and you're using, you know, yeah. do, do it, things are very, I guess, comp- can be complex. Yeah. You would want someone like you. But if it's like, I mean, you're a W-2 employee or a truck driver, um, you know, unless you have a bunch. Can they can you write things off as a, as a you can write as a W-2 employee? Yeah, there's some time. But that goes in that goes into your itemized deduction. So you got to you got to meet that threshold, you know, that that okay. $12,400 $12, uh, threshold. Oh, yeah. So he has. So you. You can't even write things off unless you at least you gotta exceed that to, to oh, itemize. To itemize, that's otherwise, a big tip right there. Okay. Yeah, otherwise, just take the standard. Okay, you're, you're just gonna get the standard deduction. Okay, so, so in most cases, because they the last administration they had raised the standard deduction. So in most cases, right now, what I found is a little secret is uh, where people in cases where people were itemizing before because they were higher than the standard. Uh-huh. Once they they increased the standard deduction, um, I, I want to say it's like. Over 75, 75, maybe 80% now okay. where they were itemizing are now getting the standard because the standard is higher. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. All right. Huge. Um, we got D nice five bucks. If you sell a car, Steve, does that count as a capital gains on your taxes? Oh yeah. If you sell it for a profit. Okay. Not a loss, but you sell it for a profit. That's a, that's a capital gain and it's subject to capital gains. Tax. So, so, uh, let's, okay. So let's run a couple scenarios here. Let's say I buy a hundred thousand dollar car, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then I sell it for 75,000 or 90,000. We'll, I guess we'll just say 80,000. So easy, nice number, right? Uh, a year later, over a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lose $20,000 on the deal. Am I still liable to pay tax on that new $80,000 that I've just made? Or am I not? Now, if you didn't use it for business in that case, then you don't do anything with that. It's just, a, you, you just, you lost money on it. But if you use it for your business and you depreciated it, so maybe your cost basis now, because once you depreciate something, when you buy something, it's called cost basis. Okay. When you depreciate that, the cost basis goes down. Okay. So now your cost basis and that, you know, maybe you used it for your business and maybe it's zero. Mm-hmm. Maybe you depreciated the whole thing. So now it's zero and you go with sell it for 75. Now you got a $75,000 gain on it. In that for case, the for the business. A business, yeah. Okay, so I got a seventy five thousand dollars gain, but I can right. write I can write off the twenty five thousand I lost. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. for the business. But if I'm right. a regular guy, Joe Schmo, just sold it because I didn't want it anymore. Right. I want to upgrade. Nothing. I, I right. got I got to pay pers- tax. On personal that. use assets don't apply to to that. Yeah, that's a business assets. Okay, so capital gains is only yeah. for business. Correct for business. Even, yeah. Crypto is subject to capital. Well, gains. those aren't personal use assets. Personal use would be like something you buy buy for yourself, um, basically. So that, that's different. Okay. So, yeah. Stocks too. Stocks, stocks are stocks are subject to yeah, definitely they're subject to capital gains tax. Definitely. Okay. okay. Damn. All right. Mm. Um. Okay. So uh, court. So j- just to clarify, so if they do, if they do it for the business, they got to pay capital gains tax. If they don't do it for the business, yeah, depending on the, like we got to do the math calculation, figure out did they depreciate it, what what they bought it for, what's what's the adjusted cost? They call it adjusted cost basis. You mm-hmm. know how much depreciation did they? Take? And they can only depreciate if it's and a business then, car, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. You Correct. can't depreciate uh, my the personal personal that use. Yeah, because it's personal with. use. That's okay. why I was mentioning personal use. It's like yeah. doesn't count. Okay. Doesn't count, yeah. uh, Corinth, uh, five bucks. Is there any point to always creating your business in Delaware or Nevada? Not matter uh, what state you are in. I've heard that a lot from people saying I started LLC mm. in Nevada or Montana or yeah, that, random places. Is there? And, and that used that? to be a haven for a lot of corporations to to form in because it was you know that was back in the day. But then um. And some, I want to say like Wyoming and Nevada because they have, um, uh, the state doesn't make all the ownership, um, information public. I believe. Ah, okay. For privacy. You know, reasons. so maybe okay. you want it for private, you know, so maybe you want to run a business here and you want it because like in the state of Florida, you, you, you know, yeah, there's ways around the it. It's public. You just couple, yeah. a couple of taps. You're going to find out who owns it, where they live. Or, you know, if, if somebody sets it up correctly, there's ways to disguise that. Um, but yeah, so that would be like one one of the reasons, you know, why. Plus, also in Nevada, there's like same thing with Florida. There's no state income tax. Okay. So that okay. would be a, a major. But in Delaware, they have state. They have state. They, tax. they do they have state. state income they, tax. They, so they, they don't have a sales tax, if I'm not mistaken. Delaware, I think is what it is. Is it I no sales tax? Really? No sales sales tax. Is so everything okay. is well, nine ninety okay. nine. It's nine ninety nine. Yeah. So unless you physically live there and you're not, you know, you're, you're not. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, so. but I think there's no sales tax in Delaware. Um. Okay, uh, we got uh, Isaac McCrimmon here. Thank you, YouTube helped. Uh, also, I made some money off cryptocurrency this year, $6,000 plus. I put it under my name, S-Corp, even though my S-Corp is based around transportation and affiliate marketing, question mark. So is that a sticky some... situation there? So as long as you, um, you know, I don't know if you did it on a, uh, what is it called, the, like the know your, 
know your um know your client that's what kyc exchange you know because then that's going to be reported and i don't know maybe they could onboard the money in there like a coinbase or something like that but oh so um, that goes that all factors in yeah but if you do it on a wallet and you sell it you know like sometimes you got the the those uh, exchanges where you're not like it's not um recorded you yeah know, you don't have all the information on the personal identity of the person. yeah yeah, so yeah i don't know yeah. what the coinbase all your info is out there that's but a whole different world that are, yeah that's okay. a very um so it depends so how he bought it actually matters yeah i mean i think okay. time is probably going to be more regulated it's going to be you know going to have more more exchanges in there i don't know i mean we'll see how that how that uh develops but um yeah i don't know so i'm not sure the purpose of putting it under the s corporation and that particular instance and how you opened up the account and was it in, opened up in the name of the you know when you onboarded your money did you do it as a business account uh see that all this so plays so many lot, okay yeah that's just like that's high level like maybe yeah. we got to do a course on that maybe yeah. we should like yeah and I, there's a lot of research i still have to do in that area too to be honest with you that's so I'm crazy not so the way yeah. he procures it matters a lot towards yeah. his liability versus buying it on on a coinbase versus another exchange so like here's what they're doing like when we prepare a tax return we have to check there's so you have to check a box in there that we interviewed the taxpayer and we asked them the question, hey, Myron, do you, did you invest in, you have a hold virtual currency? Oh. So now they're That's starting new, right? to, That's yeah. So they now they're starting, they're starting to compile the information, right? So something's coming down the, you know, eventually it's going to come down where, because you're going to have a lot of these people where, you know, I know like on Coinbase, like that data is, um, is going to be reported. Of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's regulators like, it's, yeah. because you know when you have like you open up your Charles Schwab account and you're you're trading and then they eventually because I remember in the back in the day where people would be like on the honor system you look up your cost basis where like there was no way to track like when I bought my stock the historical you know there was way to, to figure it out but there was no way for the IRS really to get a grip on it okay so as these investment firms came online and started to comply and then they tracked the cost basis of the stocks of, of the the buy and sells yeah you know, so now we get these elaborate, you know, I get, I get these huge statements with all the transactions in there. So everything's calculated, everything's reported to the IRS. So they know exactly what, so there's no way you get a 1099 composite statement from your, from your broker. Um, everything's in there. You know, mm. it's all in there. Can you so, tell people real quick what a 1099, uh, we'll finish this and so, have tell them what a 1099 yeah, so is. So 1099 after. basically is in this case with a broker, it's a broker's all the transactions that you have in your portfolio. Okay. Um, your buys and your sells and, and and your gains and your losses and so forth and your wash sales and all that stuff gets reported to the internal revenue service basically so the irs has that has that information already in your transcript Mm. from the brokerage company they report it right up to the irs so i'm sure in a you know like something like an exchange like coinbase or whatever they're gonna get to that point okay i don't know how i don't know when i don't know to what extent because there are those where it's completely anonymous i guess right yeah because yeah. people like take put the yeah, money there and they move it in, to yeah. a wallet and yeah. then they go to this other stuff and they do all this training so yeah. who knows what yeah but it's all blockchain stuff so it's all recorded somewhere in the ether i mean it's it's yeah. out there so exactly i'm sure there's ways that you know there, i don't know who, who knows what what direction yeah. so, so it's, the, ta- the tax laws are, big question are still are still yeah. fair, fairly hazy yeah um okay um and then uh any anything else chris yeah we got two more okay uh we got uh five bucks from uh d nice steve if cps uh if if i got cps notice and don't have receipts how do i go about i got to see what is that cps notice like an irs notice i mean it might be yeah what is it, it maybe in a, what is or it does it mean a cpa cpa notice no i, hmm. I think maybe if you got an irs notice and don't have i don't know like you know some 
You know what they do is the IRS now. Be nice. Let us know what you mean by CPS so we know yeah, exactly, sure exactly what, what that acronym CPS stands is. for, yeah. please. Uh, Chris will be on a lookout for it in the chat. Correspondence audit. I don't know. Sometimes they ask. Like sometimes you get you get a computer generated because um, there's red flags in certain fields on a form that don't make sense over the industry, and okay. the IRS will send you a computer generated form. I want to say. Okay. I've had that where they they say, all right, this is a you know you, you need to submit all these documents. To substantiate that expense that you took on your return, okay, and then to mail, it's called a correspondence mail-in audit. So you just you know make copies of everything, you mail it in. They don't even they don't even get like an auditor coming physically out. It's just like you mail oh, wow. it in, they okay. and then they'll send you a, a response. Correspondence later. notice. Yeah. Okay, so if that's what it is, D nice, let us know. Uh, and then we got more M twenty one. Chris, can you go back to that? Sorry. Oh, CPS two thousand notice is what it is. Uh. Steve uh CPS 2000 notice could I mean I don't know there's like a compute that's like a computer generated I want to say a CPS note it's like a that stands for like a computer generated notice and it could be on any number of things IRS explains CP 2000 letters sent to taxpayers when tax return information doesn't doesn't match information from third parties that's what yeah so So maybe one of those yeah so maybe there was like a 1099 you had from somebody Maybe you did some work from some for somebody, and then they, you know, oh, I made five thousand dollars, you know, cutting grass or whatever for for this this apartment complex. And mm-hmm. They send you a ten ninety nine, and if you don't, a lot of people they they forget to report that they don't report it, and they get that they'll get that notice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. It, uh. What about so? What should he do then? I guess in this case, he he doesn't have the receipts. Is, is he dead in the water? Yeah. You're pretty much. Uh, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's probably- well. If you did it go through your bank statement? You know, can you substantiate it? Like, did you write a check for it or did you use the debit card for it or a credit card for it? Then you can go back to the to the mm, statement because yeah, the IRS accepts cash, that. That's an issue. So yeah, the IRS, you don't, IRS doesn't really do the receipts anymore because everything's pretty much tracked through your bank statement yeah, now. Or credit so they card. take bank statements. So now they'll take like that. proof. Yeah. So bro, if you use a credit card, if you use a debit card, if you use anything, if your Apple, Apple wallet, whatever yeah. it is, and it was a digital transaction to some degree, you should have some kind some of record of proof it, yeah. of it. Um, use that. Now, if you friend. paid cash for it and you lost a receipt, then you're you're fucked. Oh yeah, that is uh, unless, well, unless you can get your friend to write your receipt. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's that could be trouble though. That won't be worth it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, D nice. Those are some options there. I hope you've used the card to pay for it. Uh, more M twenty one. I need to talk about taxation and business. What's the key to high revenue and entrepreneurship? Also in detail, how do you do taxation on stocks work? Oh, it's a pretty good question. So say wait, say that again. Okay, uh, Chris, can you please keep up that question because it's a complex one. I need to ask about taxation and business. What's the key to high revenue and entrepreneurship? That's the first question. So I guess we can answer that one. What's the key to high revenue and entrepreneurship? High re- key to high revenue. Yeah. To making money. <laughs> um, you gotta have a good idea. You gotta you gotta work hard. I mean, obviously, and then you gotta have solve a problem. Fill 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 a need. Fill a need that that uh, nobody else is filling. Yeah. Um, this is also in high income detail. skill. And then the second also one is in also detail. in detail. How do taxation taxation on stocks work? So taxation on stocks. Well, we got, you know, going that you got the long term capital gains and the short term capital gains. So if you have a stock that you bought and you hold it for more than 12 months, then it goes to, to long term to 12. Okay. I mean, to long term and the tax rates on that are, are better are better than they are for short term. Because short term, you're going to pay what's called ordinary income tax. Bank. So that's going to be whatever their higher rates. So you don't get that preferential capital gains tax rate from the long term. And then basically that's that's it. So you, you figure out, all right, you know, you, you got a stock, you buy it at 100, you sell it at 200. Did you hold it for a year? 
So the first thing we got to determine is how long did you have it? And then you determine from there what's your what your rate's going to be. Okay. And then it also depends on how much money. So there's like the 15% tax rate if you're over a certain amount of, of income total. And then there's a 20 um, if you're over over and above. I think I mean, it's more like a five it, it seems to me from what, I mean, just get, from a general standpoint, you're best. So you should at least hold any, hold it for a year. You know what I mean? Cause it seems to me like that. Ordinary it all depends. Plan. I mean, you know, like, in, like, you're making you know, a crazy amount of money. I mean, talking about like these people like in crypto or whatever, like, you know, uh, yeah, if you're going to buy case, stuff yeah. low and then you're going to get a huge, you know, snap, you got to pull up, the trigger immediately. Yeah. You know, you're going to make the money when you need to make money. Cause the timing is everything in the yeah. market. Right. Yeah. So especially with, you know, yeah. Uh, so I would say the more volatile, the assets, such as cryptocurrency, for yeah, example, you're buying a dips, and I mean that's yeah, almost the, like day trading or whatever. Yeah, but, um, the, the I guess the the more likely you're going to be to be in a get a short term capital gain because tax, yeah. which is higher. But you know, let's say a real estate property, hold it for at least a year. Uh, if yeah, you can. when it comes to yeah, unless, unless you're buying I'm, and flipping, that's yeah. what you do because you did that for a while. I too, did right? that for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you I guys want to hear about buying and flipping, we can talk about that too. But let's see here with the other questions. Uh, uh, let's see. Here. Here? Nope. Oh, and then how detail on how so yeah he's he just he, he just told them detail, anything else that they need to know besides capital and short term, uh, capital long term and short term. No, taxes, that's taxes, it's taxes. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. From, from so with stocks. stocks. Yeah. Um, and then Rod Eric seems like he answered the question. Fresh acknowledged it. It's basically the ability to purchase a corporation business history of two years. Must make sure the business didn't go bankrupt though. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then Isaiah McCrimmon, I bought around eight hundred dollars of Dogecoin in February. Sold on Robinhood in May. Which ask how you want to be taxed. But Coinbase didn't ask about how to be taxed. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Uh, okay, I think we're caught up on all that. Uh, and then, Fresh, you got any other questions? Uh, that's it for me, man. Um, real talk. After this, we need to speak as well. Cause yeah. Oh, and I wanted, to, yeah. I wanted to um, give him my Instagram because I have a okay. – I just, I just I got well, a yeah, free where, where people e-book. Find you, Steve? Where yeah, people so you can find you? me uh, on Instagram. Um, it's a new one. I'm just starting it out right now. But I'm going to give some good content out there. I'm giving a free ebook. It's at uh, – um, Seeing beyond the numbers, bam! Seeing beyond the numbers, yeah. So if you if you go in there and you follow me and you uh, DM me, I'll send you the link to download. It's a great book. I give it to all my clients, and um, there's a lot of other tidbits in there. Like I have, like my clients, like they're more established. I have, like you got kids, Mm -hmm. hire the kids. Like we we go, we we take we take all the tax strategies out. So yeah, get in there and I'll give you a copy of that. Especially if you're gonna start, it's good for starting a new business. And then I'm hoping that a lot of you guys will you know get to a point where you're making more than five hundred thousand. In your business, because you, you know have what? a lot should, of young guys on that. That you know, should we give them a little bit of the sauce on what me and you are working on right now? With, with yeah, the, you okay. know what? Okay, so okay. we're gonna give you guys a bonus. <laughs> All right, uh, transitioning over. So me and Steve right now are working on a uh, on a SBA loan for some of you guys that might not know Small Business Administration. And can you tell them the details of this loan? I think it's a fantastic opportunity that you guys could take advantage of. And I'll give you a little bit of how I can, how this even happened. So I was on the phone with Steve talking about some other stuff. And I was telling him, as you guys know, I'm a pretty aggressive real estate investor. I'm always trying to, you know, pick up property, whatever it may be. And uh, I've been losing a lot of deals, guys. I ain't going to lie. The market is on fire right now. These New Yorkers are coming down here buying cash, you know, all overpaying for pro- property, whatever. The Florida market right now is red hot. And I lost a couple pro- properties in, in Connecticut, too, in bidding wars. And uh, and then my, I was t- telling Steve about this. I was like, these New Yorkers, man, where do they have, have all this excess cash? He was like. Well, did you hear about this loan? And then, uh, and then he just broke it down for me. So, can you tell them a little bit about this loan that a lot of people have been taking advantage of? Yes, uh, that a lot of you guys that are watching might qualify for. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 basically um, up until the end of the year, and you can get up to five hundred thousand dollars. 
if you had a small business, you had to be established in 2019. So basically you have it had to be a business that and you filed a tax return for your company in 2019. Could be a Schedule C too as well. So I've had, had clients that applied for it on a Schedule C and they, didn't, they weren't an S-Corp. LLC guys, right? Yeah. So okay. as long as that business schedule was reported on your 2019 return, then you can go to the uh, the link on the IRS. I don't know if you guys got it up there. It's pretty, you know, you could do, it's a do-it-yourself thing. It's pretty easy. I think it took you all of what, 15, 20 minutes to do it. Um, you go in there and you, you answer the questions, you put it in there. So as long as you had a business in 2019, they'll take, well, you the, did it for me actually, Steve, I, I put the document. Did I do that one? Yeah, you did okay, it for me. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. So, so it basically in 2019, you take your gross, the top, the top number. And it says right there, if you look on your tax before return, expenses, taxes, yeah. expenses, operating costs, that's your gross guys is yeah. everything. You so, and, and basically you look, they tell you where to go on your line. So it's like your gross receipts, you know, it's a top, that's a top level line. And then you can get, um, you can double that. So let's say you made a hundred thousand dollar gross receipts in 2019, you can get up to $200,000 qualify for it, Right. So then you answer all the other questions. You go in there and you put in your, your banking information for your business, you know, routing uh, account number and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, upload a couple other documents. It's very easy. So, and then it's basically, um, a loan that can be, you can defer the payment on it up to 18 months. Mm-hmm. It used to be, it was 24 months last year. Um, and what's the name this of this year. loan exactly? This one, it's it, called it's called an SBA Economic Impact Disaster Loan, and the acronym is the EIDL. Yeah. So if you just Google that, you're gonna you're gonna get the website. EIDL Economic Impact Disaster Loan, and that, not to be confused with the PPP loan. No, guys. that's for payroll. That's yeah. for your employees yeah. for payroll. Which yeah. is a lot of people have been scamming on that Scam one because that one was not even a loan. It was like a grant, right? They just gave you like that one. Yeah, basically. Um. Yeah, I had a ton of my clients to get that one, and then it got forgiven. So you got the money. You you're able to pay the payroll uh-huh. uh, for for like you know eight to twenty four weeks uh-huh. on that one, and then uh, as long as you used it, um, for I want to say I think it was like eighty percent of it had to be used for payroll, and mm-hmm. then twenty percent you could use that on other stuff. Bang. So um, uh, so th- not to be confused with the PPP loan, guys. This one you actually have to pay back. Can you tell them the terms on it real fast on this loan? So on that one, yeah, basically, um, and then when you start paying it back, it's it's a fixed rate of three point seven five for thirty years, which nice. is pretty low. Yeah, yeah. which is. Fantastic, guys. It's like almost like another mortgage. Yeah. But if you do it correctly, you can take that money, invest it into something, and make 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 your make your money back. Because I did the math, right? So I'm going to use it for real estate. Uh, I figured out my cost. Me, if, uh, Steve figured it out. It's going to be around six hundred some bucks. If I if I get a, a real estate property, right, and that cash flows more significant, which can, you can easily, you know, dump a you know uh, dump that money into a real estate property, leverage, get a bank loan make cash flow on it, that's going to be more than that monthly payment. And you get 18 months to start paying it off. Well, let me ask you this. Head start. How how arduous was the closing process for that SBA loan versus dealing with a bank that we had to all those times to give them this, that, and the oh, other thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I haven't closed my SBA yeah. loan yet, but it's a lot easier, guys. The process is extremely <laughs> way easier than getting like doing a yeah. mortgage. But it's, it's an underwriting process is... I mean, for lack of a better term, it was a joke. I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, so you have to upload some certain documents. I did have somebody call on the phone and ask certain questions, mm-hmm. you know, and just to verify, yeah. uh, you know, that was all just a minute, you know, yeah. upload my uh, front and back of your license and yep. copy of a check for the business or whatever. And um, yeah. And, and you did it yourself. I did I think it. I want to say from the time that happens to the time that you get the actual fund is like anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. And they get direct deposited right in your account. Yeah. And how many can you do in a year? Or just one, just one, just one per business. 
But if you got a couple of, I had a couple of clients that had like, you know, one guy has like two car dealerships under two different corporations and he qualifies for two of them and he got them. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Plus yeah. you got the PPP. And, and got, just yeah. keep in mind, guys, you do have to start, pay, you have, do have to pay it back. 3.75 interest rate, which is fantastic. 30 years. And then you can start paying 18 months after the money is dispersed, which is great. It gives you a head start to take that money, right? In my case, it's going to be like six figures, right? Like 120 some. I'm going to take that. I'll tell you guys my strategy. I'm going to take that money, put it into real estate. That real estate is going to give me uh, give me an, an ROI, right? A cash on cash return to some degree. And then that money is going to make me profit. And on top of that, I'll uh, make, um, I'll be able to pay off that loan, right? So it's like 600 bucks. If I'm cash, if I, if I make at least 600 bucks, now I have an asset that I didn't have to put my money into, right? That's pay, that's appreciating in value, paying down the debt. And if I ca- get it to cash flow a significant amount, because I'm looking only at property that makes about 2000 or more uh, net, net profit, then I'm making an extra $1,400, right? Off of other people's money, guys. This is how Robert Kiyosaki, guys that build incredible wealth, they use oh, something called OPM, other people's money, leverage it, put it into an asset, get that, pay back whatever they need to pay back, and then make the, the profit on top of that, guys. You know, which is why, you know, uh, you know, when you were fixing and flipping, because you did that for a bit, right? Uh, you can use like a hard money lender, get that money fast. Yeah. Go and do yeah. your, can you tell them real yeah. quick about, so we'll switch from SBA loans, guys. So that's something fantastic to take advantage of. Something that we just did, thought about and we're like, man, a lot of people don't know about this. So if you're a small business owner, guys, something that you could think about. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I did when I was flipping the properties, I got like you kind of similar to what you did with this business is I got the credit cards mm-hmm. and then I would go and do um, all, I would go, to, I, I had a pretty substantial credit line at Home Depot. Mm. I used to go there, buy all my materials, everything. Mm-hmm do the whole fix up and everything and then flip it within a certain amount of time before I had to yep. pay that back, pay it all off at closing and, and then be done with it. So that, that was one way. Yeah. Um, what was the other question? Right? Uh, like how, Cause we we're talking about hard money lending, how like a lot of like rehab, like they get that high interest rate or whatever, but they're able to turn it around quickly. Right. Take that money that right. they gave them. Yeah. Leverage it, put right. it into something, pay that money back quickly before they get destroyed by right. the, by yeah, the, absolutely. by the interest and then uh, refi, get that money out, bang, and then move yeah. on to the next. I mean, I'm assuming that, you coming in with cash now is going to put you ahead of the pack of all the other deals because it's kind of a really competitive market right now. Yeah, yeah. And here's I've, I've lost a couple cash deals. Yeah, I offered cash. So, I still lost. So that's oh really? <laughs> yeah. So they want over like some yeah. people just put like I heard like they put like thirty forty thousand over asking just to make sure that they get yeah the deal that, and take it as is. And and that, that's know, how yeah. this whole conversation started, guys. Because I was wondering like, yo, how are people do like when taking getting these deals from me, whatever? Like, because these New Yorkers are coming and buying in. And that's when you told me, hey, yeah. I got a bunch of guys that are doing this loan. And a lot of people don't know about it. They know about the PPP one because it's like free and a lot of scammers. But this one, you actually do have to pay back. But if you know what you're doing, you put it into a good asset. You don't use it to buy a car, guys. Use it to buy something that's going to create wealth for you. It could be, it, you can literally take that money to put it with some of your money, get a down payment onto an, uh, an investment property. Bang. Now you're making now you're making cash flow. You're paying back that debt, which you yeah. have 18 months head start on, by the way, guys. And you're making money as well, positive. That wasn't yours. You're using other people's money, man. Absolutely. Amen. Everything that we gave you guys right there, a lot of fire right there, man. Um, so uh so Steve, one more time. Where can the people find you? All right. So um, yeah, so follow me at um at uh, seeing beyond the numbers, DM me, and I got I got a fantastic it's like a it's like a ninety-two page book. On there, and it's it's an interesting read. It's not it's, it's completely kind of free, by the way, guys. Yeah, it's not very technical, boring, whatever. It's got some good advice in there, and then um, yeah, just just uh, go ahead there, and you get that get that free information. And guys, the more you know and you can apply, the more you can actually use it to your advantage. So definitely get that book.
Yeah, guys. Yeah, it's Hope called guys- it's called the uh, um the lie about death and taxes. Bam. So Bam. Yeah, it's got some good quotes in there too. Uh, awesome, man. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that show. A lot of fire dropped on that one, man. And uh, guys, we'll catch you back for a late night show tonight, I believe, right? Yes. Yep. Um, we'll see you guys Kiki back Cloud's here. Kiki coming. We'll, we'll, okay. All right. Lit. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys uh, back in uh, what? We'll probably start at 11? Uh, 10.30. 10.30? 10.30. All right. We'll see you guys back in about a, a little bit over an hour, man. Thank you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed that show. Peace. Peace.